Today, I have a really special guest, somebody I have known for just about 20 years now, and I call her my American badass. She lives in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I am so privileged and excited to be speaking with her today from across the channels. I'm in Calgary, Alberta. She is in Cincinnati, and as COVID works, we are phoning in and doing things a little bit differently, but today we are going to be talking with my dear friend, Nikki. I'm Tana Sterland, a travel expert who has built a multi-million dollar travel business exploring the world in search of culture and adventure. In the past 13 years, I have been creating a travel company that allows me to curate travel experiences for clients while still continuing to explore our world. Every week I will talk about travel experiences, tips and tricks, as well as host some travel friends to share their experiences with all of you. The good, the bad, the hilarious, hopefully providing insight for your next travel adventure. Come, travel with Tannis, and make sure to follow me at Travel with Tannis on Instagram. Nikki, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm so good. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to being able to talk about your story and your experiences and our experiences together. <laughs> Maybe some of it we might leave out. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but just kind of for me, it's I'm always about strong uh, women strong women who have warriored through this life of ours when it hands us unexpected challenges and how we face those. So let's have the chat. Okay. How did we meet? Um, I was just thinking about that this morning. Um, I think it was, well, exactly. It was at it was on Pulau Tiamen, which is a small island outside of Malaysia. And I had been traveling with my friend, Renee, who is um, from Vancouver. And I had met her previously backpacking in Australia. And then we decided, hey, let's go travel around Southeast Asia for four months. So I think they had just opened up after the rainy season. And basically, I remember, it was, I think it was breakfast. We were all sitting there. <laughs> and I think this might be it because Renee and I are sitting there. We go to get coffee and I look over at you and you're with, Margie, 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 was Mar that who? Margo. Margo, okay. Um, and then I think, didn't we both like look at each other because we were like, what the hell? They just gave yeah. us coffee in a tea bag. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> the worst. And it was the worst. And it was the worst thing ever. Yeah. So I think maybe we would have, we bonded from that moment on, but there was only, I think there was maybe 10 of us at yeah. that time in that little, I guess, in the backpackery part of it. But absolutely. Yeah. So Tiamon I think that, Island. Yep. Yeah. I remember, do you know that in, I think it was like 1970, Time Magazine named Tiamon Island, like one of the world's best beaches. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So funny. I know. Like, <laughs> fun fact. Anyways, <laughs> um, one of the things that I remember, of course, is your ability to make me a glass when uh, duty called. And <laughs> <laughs> I, um was looking to have a drink with my newfound American friend on a deck and I was without the said utensils required for the drink and you happily cut, I do recall a Sprite bottle in half and made yep. me a glass. Yep. Warm you. Sprite and a hundred proof Smirnoff vodka. Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I do recall uh, being on this I, the ferry back to yeah. Mersing, and we thought we were going to die. Yes. Do you remember it? It was like the weather was intense, and we were not feeling the greatest. And I remember we thought we were going to die. It was like the scariest, scariest trek back to the mainland. <laughs> and wasn't it like the, like, and maybe it could have been another boat in somewhere in Southeast Asia, but it's like, I think you might've been the first person to introduce me to Tiger Bomb because the exhaust oh, yeah. was so bad that we were yeah. all putting the Tiger Bomb under our nose. So we could you know smell I still that. Do that? that. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why that to remember, but I use Tiger Bomb all the time now. I use it on like bug bites and yeah, and various things. But yeah, gosh, so that was good. awful. That was awful. I just, yeah, that stench. But then there's so many beautiful stenches of Asia. So <laughs> <laughs> good old Malaysia too. Hey. Yeah, I know. Um, so we had met in Malaysia and then we separated, went our, our ways and we always kind of kept in touch, which was really cool. And it's kind of funny to me that you don't really live that far away from me, but we don't ever see each other in each other's homes. It's you've never been here. I've never been yeah. to Cincinnati. Um, we have met up all over the world, which is really kind of funny. But just after meeting you in Malaysia and coming back and keeping in touch, um, life shifted you in a different direction. Uh, some things happened for you health wise. And you, I always knew you before as a fierce kind of strong presence. And then life handed you kind of a bag of nails. Yes. That's very, that's nicer than what I would have said it was called, but I don't know. <laughs> this is family friendly. That's probably, yeah. Just leave it at, yeah. A bag of nails, a bag of big old rusty nails. Yeah. yeah. Um, See, in long story short, I went in for a, because my mom had breast cancer and then um, I had the gene. So I decided to have a prosthetic mastectomy in actually 12, 12, 12. And um, anyway, I went in to, it's, it was preventative. I went in to go for a preventative uh, mastectomy. And then the following week, I got a call saying, um, I got results back from pathology, which she said she was going to call anyway, because they always take your stuff to pathology. And she called and she said, they found a tumor. And I was like, what are you talking about? I had a clear scan six months ago. And she said, um, she's like, I'm really sorry. She goes, but you know, you did have a clear scan, but we found one and it was almost two centimeters. I think it was like one seven something, 1.7 wow. or something like that. So then, um, and that was uh, a week before Christmas. So yay. Um, and eight weeks before that, um, I had just uh, broken up with my boyfriend. And, but that was, that was, so that was, uh, it was a godsend that that had happened. Um, but anyway, so through Christmas, you know, it's me dealing with all of that. And I started chemo in January. And then um, I finished that actually. I can't, that's, I think this week will be my seventh year. Oh no. Eighth year post chemo. Happy this week. anniversary. Happy Yay. Anniversary. Yeah. So yeah, that happened. And that was, that it was the worst and the bad, it was the worst and the best thing that ever happened to me. Cause it just kind of made me a completely different person than what I was previous to cancer. What do you mean by that? Um, how has it changed you? Uh, um, I'm not, I, I'm nicer. <laughs> I know that could be shocking <laughs> to some people, but, uh, 
Yeah, I think I, it made me it made me a better person. Like I for a while there, I think I'd gotten away from my friends are a big, big part of my life. And I think I'd gotten away. Um, you know, I think my fault, the guy that I was with, I wasn't with the most positive people. And, um, you know, it's not like it was a bad, it was just, we drifted apart. Unfortunately, now all that negativity is out of my life. The good people have come back in and I have gained even more people. So I, and it's just a perspective and it's also do, um, you know, it's live your life to the kind of the fullest. It's like, well, I don't understand also because I'm an American that I feel like, um, no offense, other Americans that may be listening in, um, (laughs) or probably listening in. But a lot of them are like, I'll wait until I retire. I'll wait until I retire because that's kind of our mindset. And most of us here only get two weeks vacation unless you're wow. with somebody. I actually get three weeks now after because I've been with my company more than five years. But that's also I'm in the sales world. So that's a little bit different. But for the most part, Americans get two weeks and most of them, I think it's like 75 percent. It could be more than that. Don't even take the full two weeks. So on those two weeks, Nikki, if you don't mind me asking, sure. are you guys paid? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's paid vacation. But I mean, on the flip side, I would be like, don't pay me for a week so I could go and spend three weeks, whatever. Oh, and also a different thing about Americans too. We don't take two weeks at a time vacation. Some people might for their honeymoon, some people. So I, when I went to do Kilimanjaro, I had to ask my boss special permission, um, to use a full two weeks when I went to, uh, Tanzania. So, um, which, you know, he let me do because I, I kind of sorted it out where it would be a good time where I could do that with my job. So, and I had the two weeks vacation. So that's kind of what I did. But yeah, so it's kind of difficult. But also, particularly if you wanted to foray into that trip, um, that that's why. But that, well, we'll get to your Kilimanjaro in oh, just okay. one second. But what sure. I really, when we're talking, I, I like what you said about do it now. Like that's always been my message is don't have a bucket list, do it, do it, have a do it list. Yeah. Yeah. And just do it. Don't put it off and financially figure out a way. There's so many ways to make it happen. Just do it. Like, what are you waiting for? Especially now, right? We're all stuck in our homes wishing yeah. we would have, right? Ugh. Yes. So I mean, a lot of our parks aren't even open yet. So that's the thing. It's just like, it's killing me. So yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of things that a certain way, the certain way I like to travel, I know I'm probably not going to want to do that when I'm 65 or when, or if I'm able to even retire. So, you know, it's, it's that, I mean, I might, you know, I think, you know, really old people climb mountains that are like, you know, 85 or whatever, but I don't know if I want to do that. So I don't even know. Nobody knows that you'll be alive at 85. So that's why it's like, I kind of want to, you know, do why wait. So, you know, great message, great learning. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes us to those points to learn things like that. Yeah. Um, so after that, you and I met up in Santa Monica I was there with my family, my kids. We were on a mission to find Barbie's house. I don't know. (laughs) That's right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) In Malibu. My daughter was convinced that Barbie's house was in Malibu. (laughs) And funny story. Let's just share it really, really quickly. We did end up driving to Malibu to look for Barbie's house. (laughs) And of course, there was no bright pink house in Malibu because that just doesn't really exist. 
So we had had enough and we came around the corner and all of a sudden my husband starts freaking out going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there it is. Look, Cam, look. And she looks up and he's, he goes, that's it. That's the barbering house. She's like, oh, daddy, look at it. It's beautiful. <laughs> and we're staring at this mansion on the hill. And all of a sudden, this naked guy walks through <gasps> the front window of it. I don't think you told me this. <laughs> and my son goes, who's the naked guy? <laughs> uh, Ken? So, yeah. We're like, oh, awful. <laughs> but we, we say we found Barbie's house. So oh, then after that... um. I had gone through my cancer journey and to celebrate my recovery and my health and all of that, I was going to go to Peru to do the Inca Trail. And you and I happened to be talking and it was on your list too. So we decided, hey, let's go this, do this together. And hilarious. So now we've met in Malaysia, we've met in Santa Monica, and now let's go to South America and meet up in Peru. I still remember arriving at the hotel and seeing you. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, that trek for me was very difficult, and but very rewarding at the same time. What was important for you with that trek? Why did you want to do it? Um, I think I just always, it was on my bucket list and I wanted to go do it. Uh, and I always think that hard treks are always rewarding because you get time to socialize with either new people or people that you went with, but there's so much time. And I think that's why I like hiking so much. There's so much time to reflect and think and just get in your head and work things out and sometimes get too far into your head. Yes. (laughs) And then you get down on yourself and you're like, why can't I hike better? Why can't I be like those really fit Swedish girls? Why can't blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, the fit Swedish girls. (laughs) Remember? And all she ate were the quest bars. All she ate was Quest Bars and she played Candy Crush. Oh, yes, you're right. (laughs) She hiked the Inca Trail playing Candy Crush. Yes, she did. Yeah. Taking naked selfies. Oh, my God. Yes. But yeah, (laughs) I think that's that's mainly why I like to do that. And that's something that, you know, it's you, you might not be able people might not be able to go and do that. I mean, you know, at one point, because so many people go through and, you know, it's just when you have an opportunity to do something like that, you take it, you do it. Especially and, if it's with a you know somebody that you know, I have no problem going by myself to places, obviously. But yeah, I like the fact that I could bring other people or go with yeah. other people that I know. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I still remember when we were in the middle of Cusco, and as a travel professional, I'm always telling people, don't put yourself in bad situations. And if you see riots, go the other way. And if you oh my see, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you know, bad things, just ignore it and move on. And what did we do? There was a riot in the middle of the street. We walked straight towards it and into the middle of it to find out what it was. <laughs> I forgot about that too. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways. Um, and that's just that, looking because we don't even speak Spanish or at least right? I don't. So I was like, uh. <laughs> that's I still funny. have video of it. And in the background, I can hear you saying, send it to Cambry, find out what they're saying. <laughs> Anyways, but that trip, I think it meant a lot for everybody who went in. It meant something to everybody in a different way. And for me, it almost killed me. It was like the hardest thing ever. And I give you mad props Mm. because you left Peru and turned around and went to flip in Africa and did Kilimanjaro. I did. But it was by yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I ended, there was other people that were like, oh, I might like to go. I might, but it takes, well, A, even from, I guess, any place in North America, it takes forever to get to mid-Africa or almost to the bottom of Africa, I suppose. But uh, that and a lot of, log- not logistics, but yes, because you have to, you know, find your tour operator, you have to, but that's why um, normal people get travel agents and Nikki wanted to do it by herself. So <laughs> I am very much, I'm going to do it myself. So, um, but anyway, yes. So I went all the way over there and it was more for, I've, it's Africa, going to Africa uh, as a continent had always been on my bucket list since I was like probably five years old. And then also I had just turned 40. So that was my 40th birthday present to myself was I was going to take a week, do Kilimanjaro and then go to Zanzibar for a week as a present to myself for being on the, one of the highest peaks in the world. So nice. So now that you've completed the Inca Trail, you've completed Kilimanjaro, what have you learned about yourself? Um, you're stronger than you ever think that you are. Um, and you can, do, you can do hard things. When you're in the midst of, a, regardless of what it is, um, you know, from doing a really hard trek or just being quarantined and not be able to see your friends, is really, it can be equally as hard mentally or as mentally taxing. And, um, you know, you can do hard things and you feel really good. And it's such a good sense of accomplishment. And it's not like sending out pictures, like being braggadocious or anything. It's just like, you know, hell I did this. Yes. And the sense of accomplishment and the gratification, Mm -hmm. like, and it's all, you did it all yourself. You know what I mean? Like you did uh, my own two feet took me up here. Right. And then, you know, fortunately with the help of beloved porters, but, um, (laughs) God for porters. Thank God. Um, yeah. So it's just that. And then, you know, also, but meeting other people and I, I, you know, it, that it was, and that was one thing that that was the main trip when I going by myself, I realized on that trip, I really, I love traveling with my friends, but I really, really like traveling by myself. So that's a message I'm trying to get across to people right now, especially women. Solo travel is absolutely the best experience ever. Not only are you figuring things out, getting across the world, like you said, all the way to Africa, but just making it through and doing it on your own and having that experience by yourself and meeting those people and being able to just be you. So good. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I don't have to be like, you know, it's fun. I don't want to eat pizza tonight. Well, I do. And then somebody has to compromise. I, or you know what? I want to eat pizza three nights in a row. You can go do that. You can sit on the beach all day, but, and not worry. You know, if you're lucky, you have a good traveling companion. That's like, all right, cool. Will you go do that? I'm going to do this. Or yes, we want to do, we have the same interests. We want to do that. But that's not even, you know, when you're by yourself, that's not even an issue. So, you know, just do you. Yep. Yep. You can, yeah, just do you. So that's what I think I there's a lot of messages that you've delivered today from being um, my badass American, as I call you, <laughs> um, a cancer survivor, a solo explorer, somebody who has conquered multiple, multiple feats. I think the message that you have relayed here today will land and definitely resonate with a lot of people. And 
Is there anything else that you want to add in today that you think people need to know? Or what would you encourage people to know with regards to traveling the world, pushing yourself out of your limits, Mm. or just, you know, keeping in touch with those people? Thank God we've kept in touch. I know. I can't believe it's been almost 20 years. It's crazy. Um, I think I would have to say, don't be afraid to go and do something because somebody's not going with you. I don't know how many people that say, oh, I wish I could do what you do. I wish you, but you can. And you know, you can do all kinds of research. You can talk to travel agents. You can do, I mean, the internet's a huge thing. It's it's as big as the world is, if not bigger, that you can find, you can get background on where you want to go or places in a city that like, oh, well, you don't go to that part of town because it's not necessarily the safest. Just like there's those parts in America or in Canada or, you know, any other place. Yeah. But don't, don't be scared to go and do that and be, you know, uh, you know, be by yourself and enjoy it. And, you know, really, I don't know, breathe it in, I suppose. But yeah, don't go out and see it. Go out and see it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Do is, uh, yeah. Go and see and eat and yeah, just go and do all the things that you possibly can. Don't let, Don't let the voice in the back of your head that doubts just stomp on that. And eat all the food. Yeah. Yes. Eat all the food. All the food. food. Everything that's crazy, wild, and weird, just eat it. Yes. I appreciate you so much. And there are so many takeaways from today. And I hope it lands, like I said, with people and people feel inspired by what you have been willing to share here today. And I appreciate you and your time. And as Nikki said before, she wishes she would have had a travel agent. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> everybody now, especially through this COVID crisis, I think has learned more than ever the importance yes. of a travel agent. But um, I just, I, I continue to be astounded by you. I respect you so much. I am in awe of what you've accomplished. And I am so grateful for you spending your time here with me oh, today. Oh, thanks, buddy. And if anybody has any questions for Nikki or for myself, or if you just want to share a story, or if you want to talk, feel free to DM me at Travel with Tannis on Instagram. That's how you get a hold of me. And thanks for listening. Look forward to catching up with you in a couple of weeks, friends. Be well. <laughs>